Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is the RSO Fantasy Football Podcast, where we talk about reality sports online, Dynasty, and a little redraft. We mainly focus on Superflex, so you can get the top 20 quarterbacks and uh, top 24. We talk about all the quarterbacks, and we put value and emphasis on them. And uh, that's our show, and we're going to continue to keep doing it. Nick, how are we doing today? Good. Just getting ready for a holiday weekend. Yep. Labor Day weekend. I got Monday off. I'm excited. Hunter, how are you doing? You getting cool off? <laughs> yeah, cooled off from 105. We're down to 95. Big jump. So that's been good. And uh, we started off basketball season down here. So playing some playing some ball down in Arizona, which has been fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Today we have 10 sell-high candidates. We're taking players that this year is their peak value, and you want to sell them for first-round picks. We'll talk about things you could sell them for, but um, we're just saying sell these players if you're not contending to a contender or just sell them because their max value might be before the season starts and right now. So we'll explain that all as we keep going. But, Nick, give us our first one. Yeah, mine is my first one is uh, Ramadre Stevenson. Um, he's getting uh, drafted slash signed kind of in that low end RB one, high end RB two range, and I just don't trust a, a Bill Belichick backfield. Um, you got to remember he didn't take the job from Damian Harris last year. Damian Harris got hurt, and that's when he got all his value. Um, and I realize he's much better than you know a Ty Montgomery or a Zeke Elliott. But Damian Harris isn't that much better than those guys, and I think those guys are going to take a lot of his value this year. That's a solid point because Damian Harris, no one talks about him on the Buffalo Bills, and he's getting like overlooked by James Cook. So if James Cook is taking over Damian Harris and Damian Harris isn't getting looked at, is Ramondre Stevenson really that good? Hunter, got any takes on that? Yeah, the, the one thing that I think is really important uh, in that argument is the changing of the offensive coordinator. And last year you had a defensive coordinator serving as offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. Um, and I think the usage of the running back is going to be a lot different uh, with Bill O'Brien. And it'll, it'll be interesting um, just off the top of my head, I, I can't think of a guy that had a big time fantasy season under Bill O'Brien's offense when he was coordinator for the Patriots years ago. Um, they were always that kind of split back, whereas last year, Ramondre kind of had more of a lead back role. So that'll be interesting to, to watch um, and see how they're used under. Yeah, Bill they've O'Brien. always been split, split back ever since the days of Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon is the last one they had that was really a bell cow and that was back in the days of the early 2000s where bell cows were the usual so uh yeah i can see where you'd want to sell Ramondre high right now hunter you got one for us yeah i'm just gonna throw a name out here and i just kind of want to see what you guys maybe think just initial reaction but the name is aaron jones um and you know talking pre-show uh, you know, we were deciding, should we sell, you know, should we have guys on the show that could help you win a championship? Um, and I'm, I'm not saying 
that Aaron Jones is washed up by any means um, or that he's going to have a bad year. But in RSO, if the contract aligns, this might be a, a time to sell high because we've just seen it too many times with running backs when they get into this kind of early 30s, um, been in the league for an extended period of time now, man, production just starts going down. It's just the way it is. And so I think Aaron Jones is nearing that edge. I'm not sure if it'll happen this year, but in RSO, it's something to think about. Uh, it's yeah. just so hot. Yeah, he's he's definitely a contender, definitely meant for a contending team. And there's a lot of running backs who are meant for contending teams right now, like Christian McCaffrey. Um, there's a lot of older running backs about to hit their 28 years old, 29 years old. That's about the time. Derrick Henry. You have no business having Derrick Henry on your team if you're fifth or sixth in the league. So um, that's another guy you could sell that we're not going to be talking about. But there's a lot of these running backs who are 28, 29 years old where you should be looking for picks for them. You should be looking for maybe a second rounder and an additive piece of a potential guy who can give you higher upside. So I agree with that to an extent. But the problem is I'm always contending, so. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, all right. Oh. I, I just oh, am. Boy. I'm a contender. So I got my first one. He's a quarterback. Um, in redraft, he's quarterback 11, quarterback 10 in most most ECRs. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers should be sold high right now as he's with the Jets there's a lot of hype around him he he can command a good price and if you look at the numbers he went from in 2020 a quarterback rating of 121.5 which is ridiculous for a full season and five interceptions next season he was a quarterback rating of 111.9 with four interceptions and last year he went to 91.1 with 12 interceptions. Now, you may say he didn't have Devontae Adams. No, he didn't. He had Christian Watson. He had Romeo Dubs. He had a better wide receiving core overall, maybe than just Devontae and Lazard. But no, he no didn't chance. have Devontae. You, you know crazy. what I'm saying? Like from You're top crazy. to bottom, the whole thing. No way. No, I believe it. You can't Romeo just throw Dubs out the top the end and say, well, overall it was better. You can't I mean, say, yeah, you can't say, oh, Devontae Adams is gone. It's better overall, though. No way. There's only two or three guys on the field at one time. You're getting rid of the number one guy in the league. You will be surprised at what Watson becomes. What Bobson so. becomes, but not what he was. Yeah, he was good last year. He was helping him quite a bit. He was good in the he, last He had some good games. He had some really good games, but uh, his QBR is 91.1 with 12 interceptions, guys. That's worse than his first season as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He's I'm never gonna... had a worse season hey. than that. And now he's 41 this season. I mean, I am not buying that a 41-year-old quarterback, this is just going to be the norm that everybody's going to do what Tom Brady does and just play till 45. I think he showed a dip. He's got hype. You sell him now. You get a, you know, I would be comfortable selling him for Anthony Richardson right now. No joke. You are crazy, man. 
Well, I yeah, but I don't think you could Anthony get Anthony Richardson for him. I know you can't even get him for that, but some people would do it. And um, I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, Anthony Richardson's gonna. I mean, that'd be a a guy who just got drafted in the top five and got the starting role. You know, he was drafted. Yeah. You know, in the top five of most drafts. You know, without knowing whether he would get the starting role this year, he's earned the starting role already. I don't think people would give okay. up Anthony Richardson for for. I would Aaron consider Rodgers. him for Sam Howell. How about that? I would consider him for Sam Howell. I would consider him for. You could probably get people to do upside that. Upside QB, an upside QB. Yeah, I think that's probably he's not. That's probably he's not really. necessarily going to produce. <laughs> if I could get Howell and a second round pick in 2024, I would do it. I would accept that trade. But there's other things, and guys, you should be talking about what you would consider for these players. And so let's get that in there now. From now, uh, on. but all right. Yeah, I'm I'm hopping in on this. I've heard enough on the Aaron Rodgers slander. Um, let's let's go over some facts. A couple facts. First off, your point on receiving core is so wrong. It might be one of the worst takes you've ever had on this show. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's one of the worst ones you've ever had. I'm saying Devontae. <laughs> no, no, no. Adams you you've Cowboys had your part. You let me Marcus have my part. You let you let me have my part. When you lose Devontae Adams and Lazard goes that your top two guys that you've had five, ten plus years of experience with, you can't expect two rookies to come in with a new offensive system and have the same production. What is the one thing you haven't talked about yet? Nathaniel Hackett. The guy had two MVP seasons with the OC. He leaves, and then he gets two more rookie wide receivers to come and fill in for Lazard and for Devontae Adams, and you expect him to have the same type of season? Are you kidding me, Joseph? I think now he, he goes back to New I York. Think Watson is that no, down. no, no, I'm not done yet. Now he goes back to New York with Nathaniel, ha- Nathaniel Hackett, a top 10 receiver in Garrett Wilson, ready for a breakout year with Lazard, with his guy Randall Cobb, with two of the top 10 running backs in the league. And you expect that he's going to just keep on dipping? I just don't see it, man. I think Aaron Rodgers is in for a big year. Big year. Yeah, I'm with Hunter. You're also underestimating the pettiness of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they drafted Jordan Love, so he went and won back-to-back MVPs. Like, people thought he was done three years ago, and he won two MVPs, or four years ago. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this is going to be – I mean, I I agree with you in that you should trade him if you're not a contending team and try to get future assets because, I mean, father time is undefeated. But I think this year you are going to get, you know, a QB1, QB2 type of guy. All right. All right, guys. We tend to, we're disagreeing on this, but uh you disagree with that? You don't think he's gonna be a you don't think he's gonna be a startable quarterback in Superflex? I think he's gonna be a startable quarterback, but I think he's gonna be at the end of the top twenty. Top twenty. He's gonna be in between quarterback nineteen and quarterback twenty-four. Uh, no chance. He's gonna be like somewhere in that ten, fifteen range. I would say. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. Nick, give us another guy. Um, since you said Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to um, – I agree with there's some overrated Jets, but I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with the Jets running backs. Um, Brees Hall is getting kind of that kind of RB2 treatment. Um, 
and Delvin Cook is kind of in the flex range, it seems like. And I I think Brees Hall especially, unless you're, um, you know, looking to the future and you want to keep him. I mean, he's pretty cheap. You've probably drafted him on a rookie deal. But I think last – I don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year. Um, and if you're a team that's looking to contend this year, you might want to unload him because I, I think he's going to be more of a flex guy than he is that, that true RB1 he was last year. Yeah. And every time with ACL injuries, we see that it takes a year before they get back to form. So uh, do you want to wait till his third year of his rookie contract until you get what Resol should have been? Or do you trade him now? Or does he ever get back to that, what he was? We don't know at this point, so it might be good to trade him. I agree that Hall is a wild card, and Jets running backs in general are good to trade because there's so many of them. I mean, Hunter, can you talk on that? I mean, for the fantasy value of Hall and Delvin Cook, I'm with Nick on this one because I think Delvin Cook does take a little bit away from Hall. And with the, I mean, with the the surplus now, I would say, of, of talent for Aaron Rodgers, there's just not enough touches. So Brees Hall having the, the start that he had last year, I think, is unlikely as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's not going to peak until the second half of the season if he peaks, and uh, we'll see. So, Hunter, give me another guy. Give me somebody who's a sell-high candidate right now who you can get a lot for but uh, might not be good for a non-contending team. Yeah, I would say Travis Etienne would be one of the guys. Um, and he's in that, like, RB, like, 10 through 13, 14 range right now um, mm-hmm. in most rankings uh, around guys like Jameer Gibbs, uh, Aaron Jones, um, Najee Harris, and I'm just not buying him this year uh, for two reasons. I'll give you just my top two reasons. Number one is that he's going to have a rookie behind him that has had a great preseason and a great camp by all accounts in Tank Bigsby. Um, and so split carries, split duties there. But then also, I, I mean, I'm a huge buyer of Calvin Ridley this year. I think mm-hmm. he's for a big, big season. And yeah. Trevor Lawrence – I mean, if you got the chance to throw the ball downfield, I think you're going to do it. And when you've got Calvin Ridley and, and I think an improved Evan Ingram in Doug Peterson's system, uh, I just think it takes away a little bit from uh, the running back uh, pass game. And so I just don't see ETN having the same production that he had last year uh, for those two reasons. Yeah, I think that wide receiver core is solid and it's going to be the Trevor Lawrence show. So um, running backs will still have their their – role in the offense but yeah i can see a split coming for etn and bigsby until someone gets injured so uh yeah bigsby is a good draft a guy to draft or guy to trade for um he looks like he has a future in the nfl don't you think hunter i think so yeah i know i think i think he's one of those rookie running backs that's going to be there for a while yep well my guy i think you guys are going to hate this one too um, he turns 34 October 5th and he's still the, young. He's the fifth. No, no, no. We're not young anymore, Nick. Uh, 
uh, he's the fifth to sixth pick overall in redraft. And I completely understand that in redraft currently. But there's rumors about his team trading for a, a top wide receiver and some picks um, for their defensive end, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are rumored to be trading for DeAndre Hopkins. And, of course, I'm talking about Travis Kelsey, guys. So if they trade for DeAndre Hopkins in two firsts and then trade Chris Jones away, we're looking at a totally different potential Kelsey. And I don't know if it's beneficial at this age because he was the number one target last year and uh, produced similar numbers to what he did in 2020 with uh, Tyreek Hill on the team. So he got more he got more receptions last year than that year, but less yards and less and one more touchdown. So but he I was think, still he was still like a top top tight end even with yes. Tyreek Hill. Yes, he was. And I'm not saying he's not a top top tight end, but I'm saying his value right now is so sky high that if you're not a top three team you can get a haul for him. What do you desire in a trade? Like, go out and get two first-round picks for him. Go out and get whatever, two first-round picks and someone who you find valuable at tight end, Chiga Conquo. You know, go out I don't and do something. Do you agree? At least in RSO, I don't think you're getting too – I actually did this trade and got Travis Kelsey, and there were some other, you know, players and pieces involved, but – I did not give up two first-round picks for it. I think it was a first-round pick and maybe a late-round pick. I think and there then, are people who would trade for two first-round picks for Travis Kelsey and RSO to contend or if they have a plethora of picks. Um, but he is so sky-high value right now. He's the fifth or sixth in redraft. You know, there's there's just too much value not to take Yeah, him. I think that is crazy to go – be. You know, top half of the first round is probably a little too high, but I mean, you're getting to start a wide receiver one in the tight end slot, basically. Yep. yep. Which I mean, that is that is a huge advantage. And if you're trying to contend this year, you want him. Oh, absolutely. I have him on my team. I want him on my team because I'm trying to contend. But uh, if you're not contending and you're not a top three team, you have to consider rebuilding through trading him. Would you not agree, Hunter? Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I mean, it's similar to the to the thought process of like baseball before the trade trade deadline. Like, if you're not in the contention, like get rid of your stars, see what you can get in draft picks, and like start over for next year. Um, but until Travis Kelsey has a down year with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, everything stays the same between them. Except Father Time is undefeated. But I I need proof of that before I I give up Kelsey if I'm if I'm anywhere near contention. Because you've got the best quarterback in the world, you've got an offensive mastermind, and you're in the same place, the same system. I mean, I just unless unless you're really tanking, um, then yeah, get your value out of out of Kelsey. Um but tight ends, I mean, it's not like running backs. He's 34. I could see I could see him having another 
good two years. Tony Gonzalez went into his late 30s. He had a nice end of his career with Atlanta, too. Um, Gronkowski, when he was with Tampa, was still – he wasn't like Gronkowski of old, but he was still solid. So I could see him a couple more years. Uh, but that being said, I mean – I got some bias for the tight ends. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I I'm a tight end myself. being relevant until 36 or 37 and being like a Tony Gonzalez type that goes longer than the average tight end. But 36 is two years away. So I'm saying he's regression top... are we going to see in those two years? Yeah. I'm saying by, in 36, by 36, he's still top five. That's just my prediction. Okay. Okay. I disagree, but we'll see. We've never seen a tight end really do that other than Tony Gonzalez, who had amazing genetics, obviously. So, Hunter, what do you think of Cooper Cup? Do you think that's a valid person to sell? Yeah, I think I think Cooper is one of those guys that, man, when he's on, he's on and, you know, 2,000 yards. But remember, when Cooper Cup was on, Matthew Stafford was on. And, I mean – that offensive line was significantly better. Um, so everything clicked for the Rams that that breakout year that Coop had. And that the guys around him just is, aren't very good uh, this, this year. So I can see both ways. When he's on, man, he's so good. But there's just a lot of risk with, with having him as your wide receiver one because you just don't know um, if he's going to be able to be available. Yeah, me – I see him as as a risk. I I want to get rid of him. Um, like you said, everything is worse now in L.A., including Matthew Stafford with his elbow injury and whatnot. But uh, there is um, some silver lining, and he is a talented player who could get a lot of receptions, could be like a Travis Kelsey where he's the only thing in the offense really blooming. Um, and getting all the targets for the wide receivers and tight ends, but we'll see. So yeah, Hunter, I don't. Your last guy. I don't think Go he's going to have a bad year at all. In fact, I think I'm. I think on one of our shows, I said I, I was. He was a player I was looking to target, but at that point, I was sort of assuming he was going to be sort of a, a a low end wide receiver one, maybe even drop into that high end wide receiver two range. I didn't realize that he was still going to be a bona fide treated like a bona fide number one guy. Yeah. All right, Hunter, give us your last guy. Well, I'm torn. Uh, I've got two guys left on my board here. One of them is going to, I think, maybe be a little controversial. One of them is more of a lock. But if I'm Dallas, why are you bringing in Trey Lance if you're not totally confident in Dak Prescott. Yeah. Dak, Dak is one of those guys that, man, he broke all these fantasy. I mean, just had an unbelievable year two years ago. Um, it, it, no, not taking that away from him. But, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of talent around him. But I just, man, I don't know if I trust Dak Prescott. And he's he's a, inside the QB 10 list, listed above guys like Cousins, Geno Smith in some rankings. I just don't see that happening. Um, I don't trust Dallas as a whole. I don't like Dallas as a whole. And I just don't like Dak. So if you can find a suitable buyer, uh, he, he's he got cute up, you know, 
QB eight value right now. I just don't think he's QB eight. And so Dak Prescott is my sell. Um, I think you can get good value for him. And I think you can find better quarterbacks um, that are ranked below him. I completely 100% agree. I think Dak is not as valuable as people think he is. Um, Also, he doesn't rush like he used to. That's an interesting point. Like last year, he just stopped rushing the ball as much as he used to and started dumping it off. So I don't, I think we're going to lose the rushing ability of Dak Prescott. And also, I don't think he's a top end quarterback. I don't see him as a top end quarterback. I think he regresses. And now is a good time to sell him. Nick, do you agree? Um, is there any chance that Trey Lance is a bargaining chip that they're bringing him in just to try to maybe decrease that that salary hit that they're going to take when when Prescott wants a new contract? Do you think that's Trey Lance is the heir apparent, or is he a is he just a, a piece in the puzzle? That's a, that's a valid. I mean, that could be valid. Use him as like, well, we got Trey right right here. I mean, and his price is this. You know, that that, that could be. Um, but I just like. I mean, yeah, maybe Jerry Jones is just like, oh, we got a deal, top three pick, fourth rounder. Let's bring that boy in, you know. But yeah, that could be. Know. You know, it might just be like a Jerry Jones thing, and who knows what the logic is behind it. But um, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm overthinking the Trey Lance thing, but it just seems weird. Like at the timing of it, I mean, I get it that he was going to get traded before uh, before the season started on the San Francisco side of things. But I just think there's a lot of question marks around Dak. And for him to land in Dallas um, and then bringing in, you know, a high-profile player like Trey, it just is fishy. I don't know. I don't like it. So Yeah. And I'm also kind of running through my head, like, I don't know. I think that sort of 810 range is probably fair. I mean, you said Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins, but, like, I don't know. I think I might rather have Dak. If if he's if he can produce in that ten ish range, I mean, yeah, I, I I think I think he's more around that that fifteen. I think there's a slight misconception, um, but that is you know that's speculative. That's why you know yeah. people have different opinions. So, yeah. all right, Nick, give me your last guy. Um, my last one, I'm gonna go with Miles Sanders. Um, kind of in that um rb2 range and i don't know he just i I think carolina's offense is going to be rough he's not going to get a lot of goal line work um he wasn't like he wasn't all that special for the the eagles last year in a much better offense um i i I think he's older too so i mean you're not going to get a lot of years out of him and if he's your rb2 I mean, it's fine, but I don't think that's a championship-winning RB two. Yeah. Even if, yeah. Even, yeah. even as a flex, you know, if I'm trying to win a championship and he's my flex guy, I'm kind of like, it's a really yeah, bit concerned about yeah. that. So I don't know that's that a he's got point. a place on a roster. Really, it's, he's too it's old to be on a rebuilding yeah. team, and he's not good enough to be on a championship team. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a risk because he might have just been made by Jalen Hurts. Because he did not have success in Philadelphia when Jalen Hurts wasn't there, so we'll see. He's a risk for sure, and he should be sold um, if you're looking to uh, minimize risk. 
So my last guy is turning 31 on September 28th. That is the cutoff year age for wide receivers. He's in an offense where he's getting squeezed out, in my opinion. He's the wide receiver two, and they drafted the wide receiver one in this draft, and they already have DK Metcalf. I'm talking, of course, about um, Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett is just not as good as JSN or DK Metcalf. And he's aging, and just in general, I think he's getting replaced. And I think it'll happen this year where his targets go down, his usage goes down, everything goes down, and he slowly becomes an older wide receiver who's just lost a step. And so I just don't see him beating JSN out for the wide receiver two spot on that team. What do you guys think? I uh, think at least another year in the tank. Uh, I, I, I like Tyler Lockett. I mean, he's an easy guy to cheer for just from the outside. Like, small school guy, went to Kansas State, uh, undersized, and, you know, has built himself into a guy that's had four 1,000-yard receiving seasons the past four years. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, that being said, I actually am going to agree with you on this one, Joe. Take it in. Soak it up. Yep, pat yourself <laughs> on the back. I think I think this is actually a, a pretty good take um, because you're right. He, he's getting up at, towards the end, and and you can sell that to people. Like, hey, look, you know, he's got you know this this production the past four years. But if you go look and game by game, Tyler Lockett has two or three games a year where he's like 180 yards, two touchdowns, and then you've got like a stretch of three games where he's going for like 30 and two catches he's he's pretty inconsistent and the the thought of adding jsn i think uh i think probably takes away significantly his his yards i don't think he goes for a thousand uh this year and so joseph uh, i think you're right thank you Uh, i i disagree i mean outside of i mean again like if you're on a if you're on a rebuilding team yeah sure trade him like he's older um but he 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 plays such a different area of the field than what I anticipate JSN. I mean, he's a he's a he's a slot guy. He's he's not going to be field stretching. I would be more worried about JSN taking from DK Metcalf. And I mean, we kind of went through this already. Everybody thought that his that his use was his usefulness was over when Metcalf got drafted, and he's been he's kept producing. That's um, valid. That's a good. That's that's a good point. Valid, and, but so I mean, I think company three is a crowd. Be, that kind of that kind of our wide receiver two three kind of range. I think he's probably yeah. I think he's in that spot for a couple more. In years. a wide receiver core, two is a duo and three is a crowd. So yeah, but do you think JSN is going to be a wide receiver two year one? I don't. I think he's going to. He might not be a wide receiver two, but he'll be a wide receiver three. And he and yeah. Addison will both be wide receiver two or threes. I think Jordan Addison and him are going to be solid wide receivers in this in this league for a long time to come. Okay, guys, quickly before we quit, are there any other guys you just want to mention? We won't talk about, but we just mention them. 
Yeah, I'll throw a couple out. Um, I think Deshaun Watson uh, is one of those guys that I would sell, see if you could get somebody to bite on his Houston production. But I just don't – I'm not I'm not a huge believer in Deshaun Watson. Um, it's Cleveland, people. Whenever you're going to make a decision, ask yourself, do I want to trust the Cleveland Browns organization? That should answer it for you. So uh, <laughs> Deshaun yeah. Watson is one of those guys for me. Um, and then one other guy that – ah, man – I don't know if you know even know. Uh, I'm, I'll throw him out there. It's it's Kenneth Walker, and I get it. Dude. I get it. He was had oh. an unbelievable year, but Seattle turns out running backs, man. Like they just bring in more and bring in more and bring in more. And Zach Charbonnet is going to take some of those carries. So it might be, uh, you know, if you're a championship team, I, I don't know if I sell Kenneth Walker, but but if you're kind of middle of the pack and maybe looking for some draft picks and, and good value, that might be somebody too. Yeah. I disagree with that one. I would trade I Ken would Walker. Ken I think Charbonnet is going to eat. Charbonnet is going to eat, and he is going to take part of Kenneth Walker's plate. And, uh, yeah, I think that's just bound to happen. So, uh, Nick, you got any other guys you want to talk about? Um. What do we think about Justin Fields? Do we think he can keep running like he did and not get injured? Boy, that's, that's a it's good question. It's more about if he can learn to pass. If he can learn to pass well <laughs> and really get it to DJ Moore, we've got a, a future quarterback. But we've all been a little wary of him this offseason. So he and is if he a very high more of a pocket guy, like, is he a valuable fantasy guy you know like he he was yeah like, right people are picking people are taking him because he can run because but if he runs yes. it's gonna be able to stay healthy yeah yeah like what six three two twenty two twenty something in that range two thirty maybe man after after lamar's mvp season everybody's asking the same thing and, and what has happened really since then yeah yeah so i think you're onto something there yeah yeah all right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in today. And this is the Reality Sports Online podcast, the RSO Fantasy Football podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you uh, give us a like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and review us and tell us what we uh, could work on or just tell us you like the show. Uh, we appreciate all feedback. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one. See you guys.